Hello, this is Super Vegan Brian, and this is Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm starting us off with a short intro to let you all know how you can talk to us. If you want to interact with the three of us, you can do so on our Facebook page, Nerd Podcast Radio. The Facebook page is the best place to talk with us, give us your suggestions, or just check out all the nerdy stuff we share. You can also find us on Twitter at Nerdcast Radio. We would like to hear your feedback, so send it to us on Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to review and rate us on iTunes. The episode you're about to hear is episode 9, and in this episode, we talk about Doctor Who. We talk about all the Doctors and our favorite parts and characters on the show. This is also your spoiler warning. We talk about minor to major spoilers throughout this episode, especially some big spoilers for season 6 of Doctor Who. So listen with caution. That being said, this was Super Vegan Brian. Enjoy the show. Welcome to a nerd show. Nerd podcast radio. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. Your nerd home away from home. Hi, this is Nerd Podcast Radio, and are not the normal people that are hosting. This is your very special, normally co-host. Vegan, super vegan Brian, and we have Hindu Anthony today. What's up, Buttercup? Um, Michael is not here. Michael is on a very important mission to babysit his daughter, um, be, and he wasn't able to be on the call today. Um, this is the second episode we're recording today. You're probably hearing it either first or last. I don't know how we're releasing these. We'll probably release it first <laughs> just to mess with you. Um, so, um, Anthony, we, we already did what's nerdy with you in the last one so we're not going to have what's nerdy with you this week gasp <gasps> well i mean it would be hard to do it because you know we're doing two weeks of episodes in one week yeah we're recording real quick because i am i am going away for a week i'm going to my sister-in-law's wedding in ohio <gasps> tell us say congratulations i'm really excited because i get to see my girlfriend for those of you who are listening i'm in a long distance relationship and i do not get to see her very often so we're both going to the wedding together. So. Yeah, he's going to see her good. <laughs> Multiple times, hopefully. <laughs> if she's watching this, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be an asshole. I just had to make a joke. It was a really subtle joke. You didn't have to comment on it. <laughs> but a joke is only funny if you have to explain it. I have to explain it. Or we're talking about it. We're talking about sex, people. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop because this is turning into one of those things that if we keep going with it, Anthony is going to go too far as usual. <laughs> I remember in our previous call, we were talking about the Charizard and that went really far, but we're not going to keep on going this time so we don't make anybody <laughs> throw up like last time. Remember that. So what's going on with you? Um, so the thing I'm going to share with you all today, some gaming news stuff. For those of you out there who are big into the Mr. Robot TV series, which I think a lot of us are, if you are unaware of this, the Telltale series people are making a Telltale Mr. Robot game. If you're unfamiliar with what the Telltale series is, is it uh, they normally take a particular uh, old kind of like um, Game of Thrones is a really popular one or um, The Walking Dead and they make a little game about it where you follow a different story within that same universe and this one will be in the mr robot universe and it looks like it'll be very good they made that game they made that game oxen free that i was 
I was watching the Let's Play for, didn't they? They, um, you know what? I have to look at them. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, it's, it's a similar kind of genre, though. I think it would be really cool to play a Telltale game in the world of Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot's one of my favorite shows. You haven't watched it yet, though, have you? I, I've seen most of it, actually. I've seen, like, half of the first season. I just love the first season. I gotta catch up. I love that show. I love that the hacking is real. I love that they, they really do their research and get the hacking and the computer use right. It's a good show. I, I definitely suggest. I mean, I haven't seen all of it, but I mean, from what I saw, I loved and I do suggest a lot of people watch it and probably check out this game if you enjoy the universe. I'm up to date on the second season. It's really good. I'm really excited about the game, too. I might actually play that one. Nah, I'm going to watch someone play it. I'm not going to oh play Oh, my God, Brian. Come on. Live a little. I actually, I've been meaning to talk about something for the last few podcasts. I finally watched the trailer for We Happy Few. Oh, wait, you haven't seen the trailer yet? No, I have. I finally watched it. I watched it episodes ago. I just just remembered to bring it up. I've been meaning to bring it up in previous episodes, and I keep forgetting. Okay, so... It, you know, what I didn't like about it was, um, I understand that the early release, it doesn't have any story. Mm -mm. Nope, just survival game. Yeah, so... Maybe when the actual game comes out, it'll be fun. But right now, that that just doesn't sound fun to me. I was actually thinking about getting it, and then I just saw that it's just survival, and was like, "Nah, there's no story. I just I'll just be wanting story. They're yeah, just testing the you, mechanics of the game." Yeah, right now it's just a basic survival game, like the thousands of others that exist on. So if uh, if that's not what you wanted from the game, I don't suggest getting it right now, especially since they're still kind of trying to work out the kinks mechanics of the game at this point or at least the point of when i was playing it duh my pc was down the survival mechanics were obnoxious yeah they they were very obnoxious from when i was when i was playing now you got some good news about your pc yeah actually i do i gotta i gotta take some pictures but um the the people who did um i contacted them like oh we're very sorry um just send us pictures and apparently they said Send us pictures of any damaged parts that the, the leak may have caused, and we'll send that to the right department to see about helping you further. So I'm not 100% sure, but it sounds like they may even help replace damaged parts uh, um, due to the leak caused by their components, which would even be if all they did really cool. Tech, even if all they did was give you technical help, that's still above and beyond. That's still great. Yeah, and if they do something like this, I will definitely be rating them like a five-star like cool company. I have to say I don't care just because I'm sounding way too excited about your computer. You can you can not care all you want. That's fine. Brian doesn't care about my computer. So what are we what what's our topic today? <laughs> Doctor Who. Oh, that was the worst. I actually know the tune. I, I just kind of just shut up, Anthony. Just shut up. You don't know don't it. You're not a real fan. You're a fake fan. <laughs> just because I didn't start watching it before you did. That's not fair. And that's because you're old. That is true. That is true. I am old. That's right. We're talking about Doctor Who, everybody. Everybody's favorite kooky, kooky guy. Um, so Doctor Who is a British show. I, I, I don't even know why I'm explaining this. Anyone who listens to this show should know about Doctor Who. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> They're, they're, you know, immediately go on Amazon or I think it's Amazon where it is now. Just get the Doctor Who episodes or get a Prime membership and watch them and watch all of them. You know, start from the first one and watch every single one of them. You will you will be happy. 
now, when I say watch all of them, I talk about the new series because in what was it, 2005? Five, I think it's when Doctor Who is the longest running sci-fi his- show in the history of sci-fi shows because it was on from the 60s, same time as Star Trek, went mm-hmm. all the way up into the early 90s. Then it went away for about 16 years. They had a movie in between in the in the 90s. Then in 2005, it came back. That new show became a global phenomenon. And the show revolves around a time-traveling alien known as the Doctor who travels around in a phone box time machine called the TARDIS and goes all over time and space. It's a spaceship and a time machine, goes all over time and space and encounters all sorts of aliens and wonders and crazy things and watch the show. And if you're listening to this, you probably have. It's a good show. It's a great show. I love Doctor So one of the things about Doctor Who is... There are many doctors. The doctor is an alien who regenerates over the time, and which is a device for the show that allows them to have different actors in the role of the doctor. So my first question is, Anthony, who was your first doctor? So my first doctor was actually um, Matt Smith. I walked, I was hanging out with some friends. Um, actually, I was hanging out with my uncle and his roommate, and he was watching Doctor Who, and I the first episode I saw was the episode with Matt Smith where they went to go visit um, Van Gogh. That was the first episode I ever saw. And I was like, this show is really neat. I've heard about it. Never seen it. That and, is a great episode to show someone who has never seen the show. It, yeah. It, that like, is a great starting point. That was a really good way to like to peak to peak interest into the show because it wasn't one of those shows where it was um, extremely complicated or um, or or rely too heavily on past stories it was just hey we're gonna go see van gogh and see what life was like for him life sucked for him by the way (laughs) that episode was in the um was in the fifth season and it's the episode called vincent and the doctor yeah it was a good one i i i suggest watching that episode specifically that was a good one no we'll just watch them all they're all great so yeah matt smith and Is, is the 11th doctor your favorite I think so, to be honest. I really do. When I think about it, I, I know everybody really likes, um, uh, fuck, why am I drawing a blank? David Don't. Tennant. Everyone really Dr. loves Tennant. Tennant. I know everybody really loves Tennant, but I think I'm a bit more of a Matt Smith fan just because he's just so, so kooky. He was just so playfully kooky, and I enjoyed that about him. I believe Michael's favorite doctor is number 10. We Tennant. talked about that in one of our early episodes. Michael loves Tennant. Uh, Brian? Who was your first doctor? Well, my very first doctor was in classic Doctor Who. Was Tom Baker the fourth doctor? I watched the show with my grandma on PBS. And, and you know the long scarf, right? Yeah, he's the one with the long scarf, and I have a scarf. I have a um, fourth doctor scarf. I'll have to take a picture of myself wearing it and put it on the on the Facebook page. It is so awesomely nerdy. I love it. It's homemade too. It's great. A friend of mine made it for me. You have cool friends. <laughs> it um the the fourth doctor is what I started with and doctor who is described in those eras has been as the, the hide behind the couch show because a lot of the monsters were very scary. And it was just like that for me. I didn't find the iconic monster of doctor who the Dalek scary. I found like when he, when, when he was up against a monster that was like an alien made out of plants that always freaked me the heck out. Mm, Yeah. It was like a big pile of plants with eyes and, and it was always scary. And one of the things about classic Doctor Who is the special effects were really bad, and it was still <laughs> scary. They're still not. Well, actually, they've gotten better, but yeah. 
we're mostly going to be talking about new new Doctor Who from 2005 on on this episode. So my first Doctor would have been um, the Ninth Doctor because I started from the beginning. I watched Christopher Eccleston playing the Ninth Doctor, and I fell in love with that character. He and was he great. was. He was my absolute favorite. He's the reason why I could never get attached to the 10th Doctor. I like the 10th Doctor, and I understand why he's people's favorites, and he's Mike's favorite, and he's Daniel, our musician's favorite, too. I have to point that out. So don't hate me for him not being my favorite. I like him. He's a good doctor. But my favorite was 9 until 11 came out. So I'm going to give you a high five, Anthony. One, two, three. High five. Bam. Power. Because Eleven is my favorite. I fell in love with that character. The actor who played him, Matt Smith, was amazing. And you really believed that he was an, an immortal being in this young body. Yeah, like he just, there are moments where he was, where you saw the age and you saw the maturity in him. And you're like, that is a really old man. But then there are also times where you just saw his kooky, playful child side where you're like, are we sure he's not just a five-year-old? Because he's acting like a five-year-old right now. <laughs> so did you watch the did you watch the earlier Doctors? I um I saw a few during some marathoning that was going on. Um, so fun fact: the father is huge into Doctor Who, and I mean huge, loves the show. So there are a couple of times I was over at their house, and we and he was watching some marathons because uh, they always put on marathons whenever a new season is about to start. And they went back to some of the old Doctor Who episodes, and I watched some of the old ones there, but I haven't seen a whole lot. So but you I've, have seen 9 and 10, but you, you've basically you're up to date on 11, and you've seen a little bit of 12. I've seen most of 12. I need to, I need to watch the new season, but as far as the latest stuff, I've seen actually most of the latest stuff. See, I'm one of those Americans that it's really easy for me to stay up on Doctor Who because I use a proxy to watch as I'm in England, so I watch them live when they're on. Oh, so you're like way ahead of everyone in America then. Um, I mean, unless unless you have BBC America, which I do not. My cable provider does not provide that. So I have to get sneaky. Uh, we we have BBC America because, again, my grandpa is really into Doctor Who and I'm living with my grandparents right now. So we get Doctor Who on time. So I know you're you're not real into the ninth or tenth. Do you have a favorite experience with the ninth? We'll go through them one at a time. So we got ninth Doctor. First off, Christopher Eccleston, the first Doctor in the new series, the first Doctor to most people. His companion was Rose Tyler. Do you have any favorite moments from that season with the ninth Doctor? Well, I want to make a correction real quick. You say I'm not big into him. I liked Chris a lot. I did. I I personally like Chris over Tennant. Chris is probably my second favorite. Favorite moment? This this is. This is actually going to be kind of sad. I really liked the moment when um, him and the companion Rose Rose uh, when they were separated due to the time rift uh, thing going on, and and they were trying to like reach each other through the wall. That's they had ten, that, huh? That's ten. It's ten. No, doctor. that wasn't. Was that no? There was. Oh shit! That was tenth Doctor. Never mind. There's a big I, hair difference between those two doctors. There is. I got scenes mixed up. How did I do that? Because you're Anthony. Because I'm Anthony and I have horrible memory. Favorite moment with Chris Hard. Can well, I can I I'll have an my... entire episode be a favorite moment? Yeah, with the ninth doctor? Yeah. The episode with the with the kids in the masks going, My mommy. My oh, mommy. Good choice. That was the um the first Stephen Moffat episode. Ooh, God gives me chills just thinking about now that episode was spooky. So spooky. That had a oh, lot of- so good. It was also the first appearance of Captain Jack Harkness, which is a very Harkness, which is a very popular character on the show. And he became a big deal in the um, 
the Tenth Doctor experience, which was it's neat to see characters come back. Yeah, huge deal. My favorite moment is that an entire episode. It is oak. It is perfectly okay to choose an entire episode. Okay, I'll believe you. Well, what was what was your favorite moment with uh, with Chris with the ninth? Uh, my favorite moment with the ninth Doctor was I believe it was they the third episode where they met Charles Dickens. I really like the historic episodes. Well, they're always cool. I believe it was the third episode because they went into the future to the end of the world in the second episode and they met Charles Dickens in the third. I believe it was that one. And that's also where they revealed that there's a time rift under Cardiff, which is a big part of the entire series and what made the Torchwood show happen. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I really like that episode a lot. I like the fact that there's aliens that are like ghosts that take over bodies and turn them into like zombies. I One of the things I really like about Doctor Who is they always turn the supernatural into something sci-fi. Yeah. So a ghost is never a ghost. A ghost is always an alien. That's a rule they, on Doctor Who. And they always do it in very playful, like just neat ways that you don't expect at the time. Because whenever I watch something like that happening, I'm like, no, 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 this is supernatural. And the whole time you're like, this is supernatural. This is some creepy supernatural stuff. And then finally at the end, it was like, here's the big scientific explanation. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. It doesn't make it any less scary. Oh, no. It really doesn't. There there are some very terrifying episodes of Doctor Who. So the 10th Doctor is the next one. David Tennant. He took over. He surprised me because I was I didn't really expect it. I didn't expect there to be a regeneration at the end of the first season and all of a sudden have a new doctor. And I was like, I literally was like, fuck this guy. I like I can't he go on another season. Um, but I enjoyed the show. What was your favorite 10th doctor experience? The well, you shared it already. The the when they're when they're feeling each side of the wall and they're trapped on either side of the wall. Yeah, and they're, and they're like just they like they know each other's there touching, but they can't see or feel each other because they're separated by a, I would say by like a timeline, but they're separated by entire universes. That was that was a touching moment. I cried. I did. I really did. Made me made me sad. What, what was your favorite moment with Tennant? Hmm? My favorite moment with Tennant was interesting, but it's good that we're talking about David Tennant because look who just joined us. Oh my. I heard you guys were talking about Tenet. I had to drop in. Yeah, we were talking mad shit on him. Mad oh, shit. I'm so thankful you're here. I have to continue to host while you're here, though, don't I? Because I already started. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's been hard. We recorded the last episode without you, and it was miserable. It was so hard. I don't even know if that episode's going to be any good. Oh, I hope everybody so. has their low Listeners, point. chime in. Let us know. Please be, please be gentle. So melodramatic. <laughs> so, um, Anthony... Um, your favorite, your favorite part of Tenet was when he was separated by, from Rose and it was really touching when they were on each sides of the parallel universe. That one was rough. What was your favorite moment with the 10th doctor, Michael, now that you're here? Actually his first appearance. As I say, I know it's that one. I know it's the, the him on the spaceship thing. It is because it it really just painted a, an awesome light of him. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to be good. Are you talking he, about the Christmas special? Yes. His first episode of the Christmas special. That was my favorite episode with Tenet. 
That was he, a good one, though. That was his best moment, no doubt. Like, just him as Tenet. That was his best moment. Because he, he, he spit out all the Dr. Mumbo-Jumbo, and at the same time, he made himself out to be this sword-wielding badass. And then right when the, the guy starts to charge at him at the end, and he throws the Satsuma, and he hits the button, and he falls, he goes, no second chances. That's the kind of man I am. And I was, I was like, always confused about that episode. Is the Satsuma the same thing as a tangerine? Yes, it's a it's a certain type of tangerine that apparently is really popular in England. Hmm. Did not know that. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like a really big tradition over there on Christmas to get satsumas. They're like like how they're like a stocking stuffer, like how we get like little like the little tinky tro toys and candies and stuff on our stockings. Like you usually get satsumas over there. So in England, they give oranges out for or citrus out for walnuts too. Yes, they're very ill well, because they're they hold more to the traditional sense of that because, you know, they do because originally stocking stuffers had nuts and candies and like one little toy. Like you didn't get give like wrapped presents under a tree when Christmas was first like really incepted. You mm-hmm. got you got things put in your stocking. My introduction to English Christmas was always on Doctor Who and it looks awesome. Their traditions seem awesome. Wear little paper crowns and open little crackers with jokes in them. Yeah. Yeah. This looks cool. I, I, I want one of those paper crowns because apparently they're in these like little pop toys, like these little pop things where you pull the little tab and like it pops and then there's like a little, like a little prize inside. My favorite part of that episode is when the Christmas tree comes to life. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was the best. That, that was, oh. That and was- we get, we get to see them later. So. My favorite Ten Doctor moment was when Donna showed up, the bride, when oh, she yeah. shows up in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, my favorite part was when the the Doctor pilots the TARDIS, flying it rather than just disappearing Jumping. and reappearing. And he has to like hook up strings to the different instruments and like fly it like one handed and like hang out the side of the TARDIS while trying to pull Donna out of a car. Yeah, actually fly like an actual spaceship. It was great. Yeah. Well, plus that's also one thing where you get the hint that a TARDIS isn't actually flown by just one person. It's supposed to have a whole bunch of people around the console. It's it's supposed to have at least seven. Uh, it's supposed to have at least seven people uh, or seven Time Lords flying it at any given time. But you know what? It, it's hard for me with the Tenth Doctor because I have so many favorite episodes because it went on for so long. Because I also really like the episode where they go onto the spaceship. And there's like a time rift on the spaceship. Oh God, I wish I could remember the name of it. Oh, Where- I know what you're talking about. He meets he meets um Madame de Pompadour. Madame de Pompadour episode. That is such a cool episode. That episode was so good. It made me. That actually made me really sad. Like it it was it was actually kind of a sad episode, but at the same time, it was really funny. He goes, it's like a hyperspace dimensional time gate. What does that mean? I don't know. I just made it up. I didn't want to say magic door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that the one with the um the clock people? The clockwork robots. Yeah, the clockwork robots. And, and the you, get to hear, you get to hear the doctor be like, you know why I love you? Because you're thick. You're like Mr. Thickety Thick 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 And so is your dad. <laughs> I got to say this. Tenet may not be my favorite doctor. I'm not saying I don't like him. I love him. But Donna was definitely my favorite companion. She was my favorite companion, too. I liked Rose. There's a lot of fun interactions between her and Eccleston and her and Tennant. But just her and 
Um, but I mean, uh, Donna and the doctor was just great because she was like this chick that was just like, I'm not taking your shit. We're doing what I want to do. I liked Fuck Rose, Rose, but Fuck I liked Rose, Rose, Rose but I think they that. over, I think they overplayed the whole, like, I love you. I love you too thing. Like, uh, she's the dumbest companion. I hated Rose. I think that's really what, did. a lot of people didn't like her, but I was surprised to find out tons of people liked her and it's because she was dumb. Like he usually had a bunch of cl- people who were clever right off the get go and or really interesting. Her, she was just like some average chick that just wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Well, there wasn't anything and wrong with her being dumb. Donna wasn't very intelligent. I think the issue, at least for me, was she was this like pretty, pretty attractive young girl, and the doctor kind of falls for her, and they and she falls for him, and they play, they do this whole will they, won't they thing the whole time, and it's like I don't know. To me, that was too like that was too after school, too too after school teen programming. Well, you got to remember Doctor Who's uh, original inception, like even the all the tenant stuff was aimed at like twelve and thirteen year old boys. So that I, makes I a lot more it. sense. I get it. That doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> this is true. I never said you did. But no, they. It, it was the audience they were aiming for, and it was the it thing right now. It's really played out over time now. So, you know, that's how that goes. But the Donna stuff was really great because you saw him just having a friend. Because they, they weren't really like the Doctor and Companion. They were just like two friends just palling around out there. Yeah, I mean, Donna was just... I loved her. She was like, I am a strong, powerful woman and i ain't need no man and Catherine oh, yeah. kate and david tennant had really good chemistry oh they were wonderful they still yeah. do comedy shows together because of it really i gotta mm-hmm. see their comedy i gotta see some um there's one where there's one because she did a variety show for a while and she plays this like chicken high school and at one point the david tennant comes in to be her substitute english teacher and they're like <laughs> you look like dr who though oh, and he's like gosh. he's like and like you look like the doctor. He goes, "Who?" They go, "What?" <laughs> yeah, they it's do the who's on first with the Doctor Who name. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's wonderful. And they're like, "I think you're an I think you're a nine hundred year old Time Lord. Did you just beam down from Mars?" So my favorite companion is Donna. So that's kind of boring. Says we're all three saying Donna. So we got to go next. <laughs> who was your Who was your first Doctor? Is what I want to know. My, we, already, we, already we, we did that already. I, but no, I want to know. I wasn't here. Remember. All I heard was you guys talking about Tenant. That's all. Uh, well, my first Doctor was four. That was mine, Baker. Classic Doctor Who, and then and then nine because I started watching from the beginning. Anthony's was yours was the eleventh. Yeah, I, like I, I do. I, I, I saw him um, the episode where they went and visited. Um, man, my memory sucks. They went to go visit Van Gogh. Oh, the Van Gogh episode. That so, one. Your your first was was nine, and then you fell in love with ten. Actually, no, my first one, like you, was four. I, I loved four. He was he he was really comical and jelly baby. <laughs> but no, I, I really liked four. And then when I heard he was coming back, I watched with Eccleston, and I thought Eccleston was was going to be my doctor because he was just a he was he really was a, a a lunatic, and he was the guy who was just like. You know what? My past is my past, and I'm gonna go do do my own thing. Like he was that guy that's like, I just got off, of, I just got out of war. I'm I'm gonna go travel the country, kind of thing. And I liked it. It was really good. I was really sad he only did one season, but then Tenet came along, and that, and then I when I saw the regeneration at the end of the first season with Eccleston, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel this about this guy. And then I watched the Christmas special, and I went, No, this guy's awesome. <laughs> Like I'm okay. I'm like I'm in. And then he did the no no second chance thing. I was like, ooh, this is gonna be fun. 
I wonder if so, they were worried about that when they brought t- David Tennant in for that first episode. If they were like, oh, man, we only had Chris for like one season. We never really got to give him a proper send off. I, I really hope people don't lose their minds. I bet that really made him nervous. They, they were. They were actually very nervous about that. And they were um, there were a lot of fans who were like, why did we only get one season? Why did we only get one season? This was a D. This was a pretty good doctor. Why? Why did we only get one season? And you know the stuff came out. There was like differences on set and stuff. And he, I guess, from I, this is a rumor. I don't know how true it is. He didn't care for how some of the storylines went, and he felt like he was being kind of like pegged in a way for something. I'm not sure what. And so he he decided he was going to step out. Mm. There were creative differences. It's easy to just. Set it up. We'll boil it. We'll boil it down to that. There were creative differences. So we talked about favorite companions. Everyone, everyone agrees that they like Donna. Let's do second favorite, so we have a little bit more companion talk. So we, so we know that there's more companions than just Rose and Donna. Donna's Um, grandpa. (laughs) Donna's grandpa. Yeah, yeah. He was actually a companion for a little while there. Wilfred in the uh, at the end of time stuff with with him and the master at his regeneration. Wilfred was his companion, and I thought he was great. He had he had such conviction in him. He's wonderful. Now because I I kind of jumped with Wilfred, who is a short term one. I'm going to go ahead and get my third real quick, and that is going to be uh, Amy. I agree. Amy's great. Amy was great. Yeah, I, I like how clever, I like how her character built so organically in her in her season. Yeah, I agree. It was wonderful. And then the whole storyline they built around her, Rory and River, was just wonderful. Yeah. I love the episode Dinosaurs on a Spaceship where she used a console on the spaceship and they showed that by traveling with the doctor, she learned how to do stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was really cool that she was able to do it. Plus, I mean, come on, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. How's that not cool? That I have episode. to say my, my second favorite kind of have a tie. I have Martha. I really liked Martha a lot. I like that they had a very smart companion who was a medical student who eventually became a doctor and yeah, who she was really cool hold her own in with the doctor as far as intelligence went yeah but there are times she, she married knew more than him yeah but then again it, then she like married mickey that I, <laughs> at all i you know i've really? heard i have friends who have criticized this and said that they got together because they were the two black characters and they're the two and i say black because they were english so they're not african-american um Black English is actually the proper term. Is it? Is it? So they're two yeah. black English characters. And because they were the two black characters, they were married because that's what you're supposed to do. But they were also two characters that got involved with unit. I think yeah. I think it could work. I understand the criticism and I respect that. But I didn't mind that. It, it was neat to see two characters get together. Plus, Mickey really, you know, as being getting involved with Unit on the other Earth and then getting involved in it here, he really came into his own. And it sounds like she said she married a proper doctor. So it sounds like he really made something of himself because the doctor inspired him. Yeah, he wasn't just he wasn't just a bloke who was a mechanic and lived a normal life. He went out and became a, a, a soldier and. And he became well, a, when he first started out, he was just such a fucking pansy pushover. I couldn't stand him. At well, they're trying to portray like, oh, him. Oh, my God. Like, they're, I think they were trying to portray him as a typical man of the age, like a guy, like a 20-something guy who really didn't know what he wanted to do. He just knew he had his girl. He had his job. He was good. No, but like he was just he like he let her walk all over him. I was like, oh, my God. So some self-respect. Let's talk about the inverse of Mickey, because this is my other my tie for Martha is Rory. Oh, Rory. Great. I loved how he he held his own with the 
the doctor from the start because he was able to figure out the entire like thing that was going on in the town when he was introduced before the doctor even showed up. He was already investigating. It yeah. showed why Amy was attracted to him because he was similar to the doctor and that he thought that way. He was brilliant. Yeah. He he was he really was a brilliant individual and it was and it was great. And his evolution over time was great. I mean, come on, he he got his own title. He was the last centurion. Did you did you know about the little conspiracy with his character in that first episode? No. If you zoom in on his name tag, it has him working at that hospital since the 90s. What? Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Um, and Ooh, it's been admitted that it was neat. a mistake. <laughs> Aww. Aww. That would have been so cool. Been oh. so well. Because of that. I My big thing with Rory is he married Amy, but by... He became the plastic centurion and he was he waited for 2000 years. So he was on par with the doctor as far as like enigmatic, powerful people went. Yeah, actually. When oh, you think yeah. About it, yeah. Oh, of course. You, you see like this kind of goofy, like quirky side to him. And then you see this the really serious side to him, just like you see with the doctor. And it's really great. And he plays befuddled really well in certain instances. Yeah. And can we just say like, what? What a, a guy who really cares for his woman waited around for 2,000 years for her and protected her the whole time. Like, that is, oh, that is dedication on a whole nother level. That Yeah, that that's that's love right there. It's great. Anthony, did you share your second favorite companion yet? No, no. he did not. Handlebars! Uh, no. <laughs> I love handles! Oh, I love handles. Uh, <laughs> handles was cool. Come handles on. Handles was a cool so companion. I mean, so funny if handles this show made you cry when a robot died. Yeah, you know that show's got power whenever a robot dies, and you're and like, the robot oh. was just a head. Yeah, and the robot that you didn't even see for very long. He was just in that one episode. Yeah, and uh, you wanted to know his entire story and see him grow and fall in love with the doctor and just be happy. And then, boom, you're like, <gasps> my heart has imploded within my chest. How often can a sad last word be emergency, reminder, patch the t- telephone through the console? <laughs> yep. Oh, those were his last words. Oh. Or handled. Um, Actually, I think... Was uh, my favorite, my second favorite, probably. Um, who was it? I had it in my head. I had this whole thing. Captain Jack, Sarah no. Jane, the Doctor's no, daughter. Oh, uh, River. Oh yeah, that's a good one. River. I liked River. I'm sorry about the other one, but I'm gonna count her as a. I'm gonna count her as a, as a companion. Now, you haven't seen the last appearance of River yet. No, I haven't. That was in the most recent season. Well, no, I haven't seen her last. I haven't seen her last appearance. No. Yeah. River, I did like, watch the episode. Uh, I watched a few episodes. The last one I watched was they're breaking into the bank of, um, not Trenzalor, the, the the big giant the bank where the vault is at the. Yeah, I can't think of what it's called either. The big the big giant bank. Yeah, that one was really good. They made they yeah. they did really. It was a freaking Ocean's Eleven style bank heist in the future. So, this show's so crazy. <laughs> Great. So. Uh, before we jumped into companions, we were going through the doctors one at a time and talking about our favorite moments. So we're on eleven now. I will just jump in there. What is your favorite moment with eleven? Hmm. For me, I oh, there, there's a there's a lot of moments I loved with him, but I think one of my favorite ones was uh, the one where him and um, Clara 
have to go to basically his grave his his gravesite and she he looks over there and he's they're looking around and he you see a gravestone that says River Song and he looks really sullen about it. Oh and yeah. then all of a sudden and then then all of a sudden they're like, think, think and he just goes, You're right. I would never bury my wife in a place like this. <laughs> it must be a secret passage. Yeah, it must be a secret passage. I never bury my wife in a place like this. And she's just like, What? Yeah. I'm like, Oh, was... doctor, the secrets you keep. Yep. Uh you know, that reminds me of one of my favorite Doctor Who memes of the um this is going to be massive spoilers, okay? <laughs> like, super huge spoilers. We're going to have to put that at the beginning of the we show. We don't do spoiler warnings anymore. Just share your thing. Of of them sitting there, uh, of, of the Doctor with River, Amy, and Rory, and it said, nothing's more awkward than watching your wife, sh- um, than sitting next to your wife, watching your wife shoot you as your best friend is pregnant with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This is this is their next segment where Brian ru- ruins Doctor Who for Michael and Anthony. So in the last season, no. <laughs> <laughs> no not that. What's your favorite one for Eleven, Brian? My favorite one for Eleven would have to be the episode where they're in England on the spaceship, and it's a giant whale, like a oh, space oh, whale. Oh, the one, the like Neo one. England or whatever. Yeah, it's that's the second better. episode of the fifth season. Yeah, it's uh, oh, to me to the future, and you find out that they're flying on the back of a space whale. And my favorite Sad. line from that is, "What would an immortal being that's all alone respond to, and wouldn't be able to ignore a child crying?" And it was comparing the whale to the doctor. It made yeah. me really, really deep moment that I thought was really great for just a second episode that a lot of people just overlook now. I'm yeah, I'm getting shivers now. Oh man, that episode was. As a tearjerker for sure. That was that was a rough one. I picked really I picked a different favorite moment because my real favorite episode is the Vincent and the Doctor, but Anthony talked about it already. <laughs> oh, that I think that that's up there on everybody's list because Talk just episodes. Oh, they got go had a rough life. Oh, he he had a really messed up life, and yeah. the fact that Amy and the Doctor were able to take him t- to the future and be like, "Look, people appreciate you. People think you're amazing. They they love you." And he just starts crying, and then they're like, "Yeah, he killed himself." And they're like, "But we just know." Yeah, but no, depression, man, it's a real thing. It's so, Anthony. What is mm-hmm. your favorite Eleven Doctor moment? Well, the it's like Van Gogh episode, but like that was the first episode I saw. I know you have to do the same thing I did. You have to come up with a different one. Okay, come up with a different one. I'll come up with a different one. Good. There's a um, lot. Of it was a long. There's a lot of good ones. It was. I I think the one that really pops up was actually the um Devil's Run. Oh, that's oh, that a, good a good one. one. That is a really good one. Uh, especially that, was, that. That was a that was a really confusing episode. Yeah, yeah it gets a, it a gets a little confusing, but I especially like that end when it when it comes down on the crib, and oh, like, yeah. oh it's the crib for their baby. You're like, oh, that's cute. And it like goes down and you're like, and and then you like Melody Pond. Oh, shit, Rivers. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was, yeah. And it kind of like bridges that whole gap where they explain like Melody. She names her, um, her her best friend's name was Melody Pond. Um, She names her daughter River Song after her best friend, who is Melody Pond, who grows up to be River Song, who is, oh, shit, doctor's wife. Oh my god. <laughs> that was that was a really good part. And they're like, there's no word in Gallifreyan for pond, so it turns into river. Yep. 
So. I, I actually have to say I, I, I do have a different favorite episode for the 11th Doctor it was the actual episode, The Doctor's Wife by Neil Gaiman. That's a good episode. Yeah, that where was fun. TARDIS becomes becomes sexy, becomes a human. Oh, that's my gosh. I love that. Good episode. I love it. And they're like, he's like, I think what I'm thinking, you're thinking of cannibalizing all these parts from dead TARDISes to try and chase that one. Is that, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> um, biting is like kissing, but there's a winner. <laughs> yeah. what was my favorite line for that one was probably something along uh the one of uh when he's all when they get in the fight he's like you never take me where i want to go and she goes yes but i always think you were that I, I liked that line i also liked it whenever she goes i was bored i wanted to see the universe so i stole myself a time lord i stole you you were unlocked yeah i unlocked myself <laughs> i kind of i don't know if i'm imagining it but i think that after that episode it seemed like the doctor had a lot more control over the TARDIS. He did. It seemed like they got a lot of like like that episode was like couples therapy. Yeah. Like like that episode was totally couples therapy for them. And if you notice, like after that, he talks to the TARDIS twice as much now. Well, and you know what I really liked about that episode is it really showed like the TARDIS is kind of it, it's a living thing. Well, he you don't I don't think we ever really fully realize because he does say it is. And the, and it's a creature that uh, the, the TARDIS is basically the ship that's the TARDIS is a creature that the ship is built around, basically. And it's because it's uh, like connected to the rift so it can travel through time and dimension and everything. And there was a deleted never, scene from the 10th Doctor where when the 10th Doctor is saying goodbye to Rose, he was supposed to have given a piece of coral to the doctor the human doctor the half human half mm -hmm. time lord doctor oh the meta and doctor it was oh, a piece okay. of coral coral that he could grow into a tardis and they cut it it was a deleted scene that they were he was giving him a a baby tardis that he could grow into a tardis oh they should have they should have kept that why'd they cut that that's so cool because it probably would have raised too much question on what they were doing, on what that doctor was doing. So they and they were like, we can't leave that kind of a loose end. So, so twelfth doctor. You know what? I've actually watched some episodes with Capaldi, and not a ton, but it, it's a few. So we can do this. <laughs> Peter is... Capaldi plays the twelfth doctor. <laughs> For the twelfth doctor, I just go back to his um, first episode was um, when he was talking to the dinosaur. Oh, was that technically his first episode? Because I don't know. No, no. I mean, there's the when he comes back in regeneration, all that. But yeah, his first full episode was when he, when he was talking to the dinosaur, when he's like, I couldn't save you. And or and when he's like asleep and he's saying what the dinosaur is saying, like he's like so alone, alone and afraid. So alone. I am Ooh. here and I'm alone. Yeah. It, and it, you could mirror it to what he was thinking. That yeah, yeah that was a neat episode. Yeah, that's a good episode. Uh, dinosaur dies, and it's super sad. Oh, that's gut-wrenching. She was just looking for her boyfriend. <laughs> and then he just murders the guy at the end because he was a dark doctor. Yeah, Capaldi's a bit of a... He's playing himself as a very darker uh, like rendition of the doctor. Like He's brought back the cranky old man of the doctor, and I think that's really good. Because well, he still well, has a lot of fun about it. In the lore, in the, the classic series, sometime around that 12th generation, there's supposed to be a dark doctor. There's supposed to be a when the doctor went evil. He's called the Valyard. I don't think I they're ever going to make the doctor turn into the Valyard on the show, but they're alluding that that's what's going on, is the doctor is struggling with being good and what, it's, what it means to be good and how you straddle that darkness. Well, yeah, that was that entire season was the whole, like, am I good? 
and it in I remember one of the conversations he had with um with the current Clara, compa- Clara was you know am I am I a good doctor and she you know of course you're a am good I doctor. a good man am, am I, I a good, good man and that was like I don't have an answer for that he's yeah you can tell even in the even the latest season that I saw because I, I just watched the latest season on Hulu on uh, Hulu on Amazon Prime. He still struggles with it a lot. Like he, he, there's a there's some control over it, but he, you can still tell that he doesn't really have a handle on it. He has his moments where he's like, "I'm going to do this thing, and it might not be cool, but I'm doing it." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what about you guys? What are your favorites? And for me, oh, Anthony, or Michael, you Michael, you go first. It's actually I can't remember the name of the episode, but uh, it's when the shapeshifters came back and they were trying to prevent war. And he sits oh, there and he yeah, gives this whole and he neat. gives this whole and it's my favorite moment in that episode is when he's giving the speech about basically all what all what war is in in, in its entirety and he he's like go ahead you guys push that button you can't take it back ever and you just this is how it goes I've seen more death and pain and destruction than you could ever imagine and this is how it goes he goes now just put the boxes away and just sit down and do what ends up happening after ever uh, after everything's said and done and talk. Yeah, and then you find out yeah. that this is like their 50th try, and he's been wiping their memory every single time until they can actually work it out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. that part, I was like, that, that that's me where I was like, man, he's like that grumpy old guy that just wants his answer. He's just like, nope, you fucked up, try again. <laughs> Do you have a I found a way to give you a second chance. Do you have a favorite 12th Doctor moment, Anthony? I do. I, I, I'm hoping I'm not spoiling anything for Michael. Go ahead, it's fine. Um, but it's probably the episode where you kind of get to see the whole um, background, uh, the starting point of the Daleks. Oh, you! I've, I actually saw clips of this episode and you told me about it before. It's where it's yeah. with, with he he's like, I'm going to save you. And he's like, what's your name? And he's like, Davros. And he goes, yep. oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, you come to find out, you know, Davros, the one who created the Daleks, was just a kid on a planet that was being taken over. And he creates the Daleks to you know win the war of his people but in the process it had to destroy his people like it's really confusing but you find out that like the whole thing that kind of turned him bad was the doctor in the doctor first place. himself yeah he created um, his ultimate enemy yeah yeah he he created his enemy by turning his back on him and it, it's a classic thing where it's like Oh, you're my ultimate enemy. If I just let you die, nothing's going to happen. But then they live, and they're like, "Oh, you abandoned me. Now you must die, because yeah. all your goodness is a lie." So, that if was... you would have just saved him, they're probably the Daleks would probably exist, but they probably wouldn't be these horrible murder machines. And the grand crescendo of the whole thing was really good. It just that was it was a really good episode. And that I moment, I have trouble was... picking my favorites with twelve. I just picked my first, the first appearance of twelve, because I really like. Every single time, every single episode, everything I've seen on everything I've seen of him so far was great. Like, I I like him. He's really like he brings this beautiful air like he's found the strict staunchness of the early of the really early doctors to and the whimsical happiness of the other ones. And he just puts them together in this like really nice ball of humanity. It's great. There's also a good amount of silliness. Like we get to see the Mm -hmm. doctor playing electric guitar on a tank. (laughs) <laughs> Which is, I've That's, seen pictures of this. I need that to moment find was great. This. Oh my god! I need to find the actual episode for that because I've only seen pictures of that, and I'm just like, that's awesome. Oh I like god, how they switched him moment. from having he he started out originally with like a magician's outfit where he's wearing like this yeah. black suit with a red with a red liner, and then it changed to be a t-shirt with a black with a hoodie. 
which and he switches back and forth in the episodes. I don't know what. Usually they 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 have a reason why he's wearing different episodes. I bet you that the hoodie episodes are probably present, while the suit episodes are probably past or future. I mean, it, they always. I, my 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 here. I have a theory for that. The hoodie episodes are when he's really struggling with the darkness, and the suit is whenever he's being the doctor. Oh, that makes sense. That. Yeah, I, I think on that. The great thing about the hoodie episodes is it makes it a lot easier to make a Doctor Who costume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you it does. Spa- you need a, a black T-shirt that you can put white points on like stars and wear a black hoodie and black and just black dress pants and you're the Doctor. Carry a sonic screwdriver and you're good. No, you got to uh, be oh, sonic, sonic sunglasses. sunglasses. Sonic sunglasses, yeah. But I'm, still, I'm still trying to wrap my head around those. I'm still trying to wrap my head around those. He, he just one day is like, I want sunglasses. So we yeah, talked love, about... We got a lot about, of black for that. We talked about Davros a little bit. Um, Anthony, I'll start with you. Who is your favorite bad guy? Monster, villain, or however you want to go. My favorite is, and I'm going to get really specific here, the master, but specifically the female master, the the new current master. I did not expect that. Me neither, but she is the devil. Oh, my God. When she first came out and... the whole time, like when you're when you're like, oh, I'm the doctor's wife, and the whole the whole season when they're she's poking fun at the doctor, and I was like, that's the master, and everyone's like, no, the master's that. I'm like, no, that's the fucking sir. I know it. I know she is. Um, and she was. She turned out to be the master. And that episode when she like reveals herself and she's just so kooky and crazy, like she's the perfect just foil to the doctor. And I was like, oh, I'm in love. Like <laughs> she's amazing the, well you know David Tennant's master was really good I liked him is that your favorite no I'm just I'm just chiming in because like the masters I think is going to be on most people's list at any point because everybody I know who's who is a Whovian they the master in some iteration is their favorite and David Tennant's master I thought was really good because he was just batshit was good like gassing people to death and he's giving them the thumbs up yeah yeah he was. <laughs> I was like you're the you are you are a monster that is a great scene this is a great it's scene. So, it's so good they're dying. He's just smiling, like thumbs it's, up. It's like, a funny yeah. scene, and he kills like ten people in it. Yeah, and you're laughing, like, oh my god, look at that one clutching his chest while he's thumbing him. Oh, it's great. What is that thing? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a gas mask. <laughs> and that's when they happen. Uh, Why are you wearing a gas mask? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it just keeps on going. It's, it, oh, I love it. It's for. I think he said it's like for. It's for the poison. <laughs> And he's like, what? And that's when that's when the gas starts flooding the room. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, he's yep. a cartoon villain. He's a comic book villain. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, yours what, is a female what is your, master. What is your favorite monster? Your monster? Favorite bad guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. Monster oh. or villain. Either or we'll, we'll put it into two. You know, I'm going to have to say I've always really liked like I'm, I'm, there's I'm, I don't know if I can single it down to one, but I know predominantly like I really love the Cybermen. I think they're really I think they're just really nifty because they they're there's like as far as their amazingly advanced technology and they and the way they just pop up everywhere. You're they're locusts. It's great. They're yeah, they're the sequel to the Daleks like the Daleks are cool and everything. But these the Cybermen are it's just like the Daleks like they don't evolve very much throughout the series. Like I, I know the eighth doctor, not the eighth, the, the seventh doctor, his Daleks were like white and then day and then. David Tennant's ones were like what you would think of a regular Dalek and everything. Like they just they their, their shape didn't really change much aside from size and some mm, color. Yeah. Cybermen, 
they have evolved upon evolved like and they keep finding new ways and they adapt and it's and even like if you look no matter what they're consistently in the past to the future whereas like the daleks like oh we're gonna jump to the future and start here we're gonna jump to the past start here but for some but at always at some point a cyberman has always been able to survive survive and it's just great if so you like the Cybermen, if they're your favorite monster, you need to watch the classic Doctor Who serial, the second Doctor serial, Tomb of the Cybermen. I will, I will find that one. It is terrifying. It is? Oh, uh-huh. is it? It's really good. It's probably the best Cybermen story. I will watch that because I've, I've really loved the Cybermen. Like, uh, one of my favorite moments is when they're at the Pandorica. And the one Cyberman's coming at him. Cyberman's coming at him. He's like, he needs a new host. The the machine needs a new host to to fully power up. And it's trying to pick you. And all of a sudden, you like see the the faceplate open up like a mouth clapping shut, like it's trying to bite him. Mm, yes, <laughs> it just wants him to be. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's kooky and terrifying. You you also because of the Cyberman, you get that great episode where you get Mister Clever. Oh yeah, the was- Doctor Cyberman. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. At first, I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yes. Hell, okay. I remember. Performance where Matt Smith. Yeah. Played. That was very good. And then um, well, I like Neil Gaiman, too. That was a Neil Gaiman one, too? That was Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. episode. That was Neil Gaiman. Nightmare, yeah. Nightmare That makes Nightmare sense because that was really good. I liked that one. Um, there was one other moment that I really. Oh, the, 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 the two parter with Canary Wharf and everything when they're on the other Earth with the Cybermen. And the one lady throws an EMP uh, device at the Cyberman, and it fries out the neural boot or whatever she called it, and it made the, brought the person's mind back. And you, you find out it was a woman who was taken on her wedding day. Yeah, that was oh, that was a little oh, sad. that was like gut wrenching. And then I think it was the lady she like ended up killing killing her, like ceasing function or anything. And there was like it's the humane thing to do. If you want gut wrenching, watch the Torchwood episode Cyberwoman. Oh, I did. Oh, my gosh. That one sucked. Oh, like, not like it was a good episode, but like it sucked in the sense of like, oh, my gosh, my heart. She hurts for you so bad. Oh. Go sleep they really that. have a lot of trouble making up their mind if you can come back from being turned into a Cyberman or not. I think majority of the time it's impossible. Um, they said they, that she had a chance because she wasn't 100 percent cyberized. She but, was. But um, she didn't come back. No, uh, like basically like the neural boot or whatever, the, the clamp thing that gives it the, the hive mind, like clicked on when they were trying to work on her. And she was like, oh, well, I'm going to try and turn you into a Cyberman, too, but I don't have everything downloaded. So you're going to look horrible. Oh, it's such yeah, a I've actually never seen any scene. of Torchwood. I think you would like it. I think you would like it. And knowing you, I think you would really like Torchwood. You would, you would really like Torchwood. It's very good. It's very adult. Compared Jack, to that's what I've heard. I heard it's way more adult than um. Dalton it is. Davis. It really is. And Jack Harkness in it, like John Barman, he puts Jack Harkness at like a whole new level. He's just wonderful, and the cast is really good. I really liked Owen. Brian Owen was really good. So the, his medical examiner. I haven't shared my favorite bad guy yet. Oh, I'm actually anticipating. I'm actually really curious about this because you have uh, a very deep investment in the lore. The adipose. They had a post. <laughs> <laughs> They're cute little baby aliens. Made of fat. Cute little, get, cute little, cute fat, little baby fat aliens made out of fat and they wave. They're like, ah. They were so great. They, I loved the idea. Are they really bad guys, though? I don't think the adipose are bad guys. That's Maybe why the, they're so great, because they're just yeah. babies. It's not their fault they're coming out of people's bodies and killing them. I would say the, the, the babysitter. 
air quotes. The matron was the was the she one was at the, fault. The nanny, the matron, the nanny. She had a sonic pen. <laughs> I yeah, that was cool too. That they 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 integrate the technology. They gave the technology to to somebody else. Yeah, that had nothing to do with the Time Lords. Do, do you know what happens when you point two sonic devices at each other? No, neither do I. Let's find out. <laughs> Donna, Doctor Donna. Donna? Yeah, it's oh. me. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, they're all talking through the glass, like, "Oh my, rub, rub. oh my!" Watch, you, can, you can watch that captioned on YouTube. It's oh, so great really? caption because you can just hear it in your head. Oh, uh, you can never forget that. Oh my God, <laughs> Donna, it's me. I can see that. I'm in here. Yeah, how'd you get in there? My the, least the, favorite villain has probably got to be the Daleks. I mean, I do really, really like some Dalek episodes. But I think it old for me after a while. I didn't like them when I was a kid either. I've never been a super fan of them. Like they've had some good episodes, but they're to me they're super played out with the Doctor. My favorite I Dalek episode is the Daleks of Manhattan when they make the Dalek human hybrid. That, that was, was one cool. of the really good episodes for the Daleks. That and was, like he yeah, puts a little, he's like that's a little bit of Time Lord in them for you. Gives you a little bit of that free will. That was a good one. So uh, we're. We're coming up on time, so we're going to wrap things up. But I got some stuff that we can kind of tag on. So I got some trivia for you. Oh, I've been writing it down as we've been going. Great trivia. My second favorite villain was the Sontarans. Oh, the potatoes. On to your quiz. <laughs> um, what does TARDIS Sontar. stand for? Ding, ding. Michael. <laughs> time, time and relative dimension in space. That is correct. I got another one for you. This one, so that was an easy one. Let's that go for a hard easy. Oh, geez, I'm in trouble. What actor played the Emperor in Nightmare in Silver? Oh. Uh, I, that was the Cyberman episode where we were introduced to Mr. Clever. Yes. Bob Newhope? <laughs> you just no. making up names? Uh, no, that's an actor. <laughs> Bob Newhart is an actor. If I, if, oh. I, if I name a movie I know him from, does that count? Because I can't remember his real name. Uh, I'll give you guys a hint. It's a little person. I, I know who it is. I just I can't remember his real name. Can I, can, um, can I just give an obscure reference that that is him? Sure. <laughs> the main character from Willow? <laughs> Warwick Davis. Thank you. I knew Davis was his last name. Yeah. And I believe yep. he is the Don't only know. person that has been in Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Doctor Who. And Willow. Really? Yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, he played Green God, didn't he? Or one of the guys at Green, uh, Green Gods? Um, he was um, the, the professor. That was a little person, Flitwick. Oh, uh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. You're right. He was in all the movies. Wow. Yeah, and he was. Uh, he he worked uh, in the original Star Wars. He was an Ewok, and then he was in the crowd scene in Episode One at the pod races. So is it basically any nerdy movie or show that they need a little person? They they ask for him. He's he's hardcore steeped into the sci-fi and fantasy realm. He's also British, which made him qualify for Harry Potter and Doctor Who. Hey, literally, you just have to have an acting license and be British. And they're like, you want to be on Doctor Who for an episode or two? <laughs> All right. John Barrowman plays Captain Jack Hartness. What yeah. country is John Barrowman from originally? Australia? Scotland. Scotland. Just I was going to say Ireland. Like, just like um, David Tennant. David Tennant. And, and um, when David Tennant sounds Scottish, he's it, it's even better. And Capaldi... Is Karen Gillan actually from Scotland, or was just her character from Scotland? I don't I know that her, one. I think her character was just from Scotland. That reminded me of my favorite no, line. She, from no, Capaldi. she really is. That reminded me of my favorite line from Capaldi. 
What's that? You see these eyebrows? You could open a bottle cap with these eyebrows. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. One of my favorite lines from Eccleson. I just I have to say this when she they're they're talking and she goes, "Well, why do you sound like you're from up north?" He goes, "A lot of planets have north." <laughs> a lot yeah. of planets have a north. Have north. Yep. It's one of my favorite lines from him. It's interesting like, with the regenerations when they get into faces and stuff, like how Peter Capaldi played a character in the Tenth Doctor's run. Yep. Yeah. In the Pompeii episode, and they talk, they actually reference it as he took the face to try to teach himself a lesson. Yeah, because there was uh, the fires of Pompeii was actually a, a big lesson for Tennant. And um, stating that, you know, something's happened and he's going to be the cause of it. That there's some things you just can't fix. But Donna reminded him that he could just he could save some people. Yeah. You're able to. You can't save them all. Doesn't mean you can't save. Yeah, it's true. Any other Doctor Who things you guys want to share before we um, we close off? That's before happened before. Uh, the, the face thing has happened before. The sixth Doctor was in an episode with the fifth. Yeah, I heard about that. He played like a centurion or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he played a guard. So I think that's hilarious. The hilarious tech man. There is so much you can. I mean, the BBC is kind of small, so there's a lot of reused sets and actors. And I think the joke is that the BBC only has two sets. Yeah. Well, it, the the joke is, um, welcome to Britain, where we have five actors and they always show up on the same shows. <laughs> Get into some of the stuff we've been doing lately. Um, I've been into a British show on Hulu. Oh, what is it? It's called Plebes. Oh, what's that about? It's a sitcom based in Roman time. They don't bother to explain the accents. They're just English, and they're basically like normal people living in that time. And it's a filthy, funny, hilarious sitcom. That sounds great. Yeah, the third season just aired this year. It's on. You're watching it on Hulu. I'm watching it on Hulu. Um, they only have two seasons on Hulu. Nice. And it's a really dirty show. It's a really dirty show. It's hilarious. It's it's really funny. Um, they there's jokes about them going to the gladiator games and distracting the gladiator and he gets his head cut off. There's jokes about <laughs> them. Um, they they work at a they work at a at a grain company. Grainery. And one of them is the copier and the other one is the shredder. And I mean, he literally <laughs> by hand copies papers and the other one rips them, rips up the papers that are going away. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. They, they have um, fans at the company that are just big jacked dudes with fans. And those are the fans. <laughs> one of the fans is on the Fritz again. That's they work in a little office, so they have a guy that's with them that's the water boy, and he always insists that he's the water man, and there's lots of <laughs> good dialogue between those characters. They do a running gag on the show where they goad him into saying something foul right when the boss comes in, they do it in every single episode, where he'll be like, they'll... they'll 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 get him to say something like I'm hung like a I'm hung like a tim like a like a pine tree right when the boss walks in the room. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. And that happens in every episode. It's it's a funny show. Um, it doesn't make any kind of historical sense at all, but it's it's really entertaining to watch. I've been really enjoying it. I'm glad I stumbled across it. I just one day thought I'm going to go on Hulu and look at British shows, and it was on there and. I, I'm and trying like, to watch the third season right now, but it looks like I'm going to have to watch a really bad recording on YouTube. <laughs> oh, it sucks. Please. So oh, we didn't ask you. You weren't here yet. What was nerdy with you this week? We we did in the last episode, but what was nerdy with you this week, uh, Michael? Okay. So for, I'm pretty sure one of you already won. The, earlier this week, my father-in-law and mother-in-law actually announced that they bought an Amazon Echo. Oh, Okay. 
And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I've seen like the Alec Baldwin commercials for it. That that sounds pretty neat. I didn't figure I'd, I'd miss mess with it. And then it showed up and I was like, I was just walked by it. Like I walked by like eight times this week, like earlier in the week. Right. And then I stopped and I was just like, Alexa. And I just started like doing stuff. And like she was like telling me, I, I, I was getting more entertainment out of this than I think I ever thought I would. I was like, tell her, I was like, I'm telling jokes. I officially annoyed my wife with it. <laughs> I found out how to annoy my wife with it was, which is right when I'm about to leave the room. I go, Alexa, play ocean sounds. And then she'll play it and like with, at a really loud volume. And Katie's like, I hate you. I hate you. I want that. <laughs> I have to pee. You're so, you're such a good husband. Oh, so I was torturing family members with technology. <laughs> I think you won because we didn't pick a winner. <laughs> yep. We're confusing one. the heck out of our, our listeners because we didn't do what's nerdy with you on this episode because we did it on the last episode and recording two in the same day. <laughs> well, real now, quick. Also, we did do what's nerdy with you, but with just Michael. So okay, so everybody, just so you know, two episodes, one session. I'm I jumped in late. Apparently, I'm winning. Uh, this is a special big time two parter. Who's uh, what's nerdy with you this week? Real quick, guys, what's a refresher for your guys' nerdy? I watched I watched Supernatural, the anime the anime series. That's a really good series. I'm in the I middle love- of watching it right now. It's great. Yeah, you'll love the end. It's really good. I, they're supposed to be doing more. What was yours, Anthony? I don't remember. Really? You don't remember? Oh, my God. We had a whole discussion about this. It was two episodes ago. Yep. Me and the wife and the baby. We watched two, not one, but two, not three, but two wrestling pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In a watched, row? Uh, technically, it was like one day was one, then the next day was We watched NXT, and then the next day we watched uh, Summer SummerSlam. Ooh, I heard SummerSlam was good this year. SummerSlam was good. Brock Lesnar match because Brock Lesnar is fucking boring. God, he's boring. I don't. I never cared for him. I never cared for him either. And I don't get why people care for him at all. He has two moves. Uh, I'm going to. First off, his voice sucks. If it wasn't for Heyman, he would have no, nothing because he sounds like a fucking prepubescent girl. Hey, hey guys. And this is Brock Lesnar. Don't, don't be mean to me, okay? But- Help make fun of my voice, or I'll, I'll be really mean to you. That's what he sounds like, and he does two things. He, he that's what you like, think a prepubescent girl sounds like. Well, the prepubescent girl he dated. Look up Brock Lesnar talking, and you're like, oh god. And then, by the way, Brock Lesnar, he lives at address. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he only has like two wrestling moves. Um, suplex and F5. That's all he does. Just That's it. Just two things. I thought he had another one. Those are the only things he does now. When you say He's... F5, I think refresh. So what's an F5? Uh, it's, his, like, it's like his signature move. He basically lifts... He, he, this is so hard to explain. I don't know how to explain it. He basically picks them up with one arm, kind of lifts them over his shoulder, um, and then he spins them around the air, and then just body slams them on the ground. Also, it's like a messed up version of the power bomb. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a power bomb. And it's like a, it's like a really messed up my version wife, of the power my bomb. My wife is shaking her head, saying, "No, it's not at all like a power bomb." <laughs> have her, have her explain it. Have her explain it. Here, they want you to explain it. Give her the headset. Explain what an F five is. What's an F five? What's an F five? Um, it's cat? pretty much almost a full Nelson slam, but you're throwing them to the side. Oh my gosh! Okay, okay, I, I know, I know that move now. Oh, that's cheap. That's that's a shitty. Hi, cat. Hi. Hey, baby. This is your first time on the podcast. Yes. 
We're going to have you back to talk about wrestling. Awesome. You better look forward to it. (laughs) Thank you for being patient with Anthony while we record two episodes. I hope you feel better. I know you're not feeling well. Yeah, I'm just sitting here next to him coloring. (laughs) What are you coloring? Yeah. One of my coloring books. What's the theme? Mandalas. Oh, cool. Ooh. We got to take a picture of it so we can put it on the Facebook page. Yeah, I agree. That'd be good. Anthony just left. He's like, my wife can handle the rest of the call. (laughs) I'm going to be over here. No, he's right here. (laughs) Kat, what's nerdy with you this week? Yeah. (laughs) Not much. Just been watching wrestling. That's it. That's what Anthony shared. Because that's what they did together. Yeah, they did that together. It works. That works. Oh, my goodness. And I'm watching it again tonight. Who is nerdier in your relationship? You or Anthony? Anthony. She's. I agree. Because he's even got the nerd laugh. What you got to say about me? (laughs) Just say you're a nerd. You're a nerd. nerd. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Anthony sounds like he normally sounds on the call. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Anthony, you can stay at that distance. No, wait, headset. (laughs) What are they saying about me? (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us, Kat. It's your buddy, guy. Can you please give us back, Anthony? Yep. Here you go. Yay. Oh, Lord. Peace, you're back. Guys, okay, I said I would share this, and I have to share this because it was really funny. It's completely 100% off topic, but it was it was really funny, and I did it earlier this week. It's not my nerdy thing, but it's just something I did, and I wanted to share it with you guys because I know you guys would laugh. Okay. Okay, it's a bit of an investment, but stick with me. So at, at my job, we have a guy who works there who bring who just buy drinks for for people like he'll buy like big jugs of drinks and stuff and put them in the back room for us to all be refreshed and he'll tell the closers hey make this disappear by the end of the night well for two nights in a row he bought two things of hawaiian punch the blue one and the red one one night we drank the blue one and then i took the red one home and then one night we drank the red one and i took the blue one home okay and i get home one day and Katie, well, my wife, looks at me. He goes, are you bringing these Hawaiian punches home? (laughs) Why? No, just are you? Like, she was really serious, had this dead stare in her eye. And I go, yeah, I told you I'm bringing them from work. There's a guy at work. He's he gives them. And she goes, oh, thank God. Me and mom thought a ghost were bringing them in. (laughs) What? What kind of Uh, ghost? I was like, wait, what? You legitimately thought a ghost was bringing hawaiian punch in here like going to the store like here's some ghost nickels and he comes back to the house and is like you look thirsty so <laughs> thirsty Ooh. did you imagine sam and dean having to fight that ghost i was gonna say the same thing i was like the most the most boring episode of supernatural ever so wait and- what, what's the ghost doing it brings jugs of fruit punch in the house <laughs> like no like they were legitimately about to have sean uh, my father-in-law it's got to stop dropping names. Uh, <laughs> they're literally about to have him change the locks in the house. <laughs> yeah, and because a lock door will stop a, will stop a jug like, ghost. I it's can like, think of something scarier than a ghost. It's like the homeless person living in your floor. Like they thought some like, but he thought somebody was breaking the house. They thought it was a ghost, so he was like going to recode the front door because our front door has a code pad and like re and rekey the rest of the house. And I'm just like, no, I'm like. It's me. Well, yes, because some guy is going to come here and be like, oh, man, I'm going to rob this place blind. But I got to have to make sure I have my Hawaiian punch. 
They were reminds me of Home Alone. It's like the Hawaiian Punch Bandits instead of the Wet Bandits. Didn't, yeah. Dane, didn't Dane Cook say he was he would do that? Like he was like, I want to do a B and E, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll leave steal something. something. I'll steal something, but I'll leave something behind. So he's, he's like, I want to do it, but I want to leave. He's like, but instead of taking anything, I'm just going to leave something. It's like nothing appears to be gone, but we have a lava lamp now. Yeah, I've always messed with my coworkers. Um, I would if they were out of the office. I would take the pictures off their desks, scan them, then Photoshop the pictures so all the tongues are sticking out, and then put print that and put it over the original photo <laughs> and just not say anything. Be like a year later, they're like, what the hell? That is I forgot the I I got the be- I forgot the best part of the whole thing. So it's the it, 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 it this goes on for like three hours and it gets late at night. And I'm in the kitchen prepping, uh, marinating chicken for for tomorrow's lunch. And so I stop, and I'm just start laughing about about the Hawaiian punch joke thing. So I get a blanket off the couch, and I drape it over myself, and I grab one of the Hawaiian punches, <laughs> and I walk into my mother-in-law and father-in-law's room, and I hold it out, stretched out, arms stretched out, with the Hawaiian punch in my hand, and I go, "You look thirsty, so thirsty." Ooh. And they both wake up, jump up, see the, hear me, and see the Hawaiian punch, and they just like my father-in-law literally rolled out of the bed laughing oh my god <laughs> that, that's a good that one. should have been your nerdiest thing that's pretty nerdy that's funny that oh, I, nerdy. it was good i i like i thought the alexa thing was pretty funny because it was technology and that, that was just me dicking around <laughs> being I'm so a glad we do this podcast because i wouldn't have been able to hear that story if we don't if we didn't <laughs> i'm like it's just when they moment they said ghost i was like that makes sense <laughs> we ever make merchandise guys we need to make the fruit punch ghosts <laughs> it's funny that you jump to ghosts I, I i've lived with people a lot and i would just assume somebody's been putting it in the fridge yeah seriously you know, like you live with people and things just miraculously appear in the fridge all the time like a, a, a burglar leaving it there or somebody just coming in the house and leaving it would be like like the rational belief it's like oh man that's kind of creepy somebody's probably messing with us we better change the locks no the rational belief would be i live with people and sometimes people put things in the fridge and like not there is a ghost we have there's a burglar i mean either of those just just seems like a giant leap they just instantly like they both instantly jumped to it's a ghost these things are just appearing it's a ghost (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yeah they're going down to the store I hope you take ghost nickels. <laughs> I love how in your scenario, the ghost is actually buying the Hawaiian punch. Yeah, like not just materializing <laughs> them from the void or wherever ghosts get. I think if uh, there punch. was an ectoplasmic beverage, it would be Hawaiian punch. <laughs> Don't you guys know the rules? Ghosts aren't allowed to duplicate brand names from the void. It, 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 they don't want to get sued, so they actually have to go buy it. The trick is finding a grocery store that takes ghost nickels. God, I would watch a show based in that universe. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> I can't make I can't make cheeses, but I can make I can make cheese squares. <laughs> Let's write some roller blahs. All right, so we I want to close out. So today, since I am still host, unfortunately, even though I I'm not good at this and wait, hate wait, it. Wait, wait. Everybody, look for our future project, Ghost Grocery. Ghost Grocery. <laughs> I hope you take ghost nickels. Uh. So, so, so. I can't stop laughing because now I no, see the guy having no. Brian's ear. 
<laughs> like he's a ghost, like it's a white sheet ghost with just arms and a sheet, but he's uh, got Brian's beard on. I don't him. envy you, Michael. You, you guys are like herding cats, man. <laughs> uh, what do you think? I'm done. So, <laughs> <laughs> so today. <laughs> We were talking about Doctor Who. We went into great depth on this. We could probably do episode after episode. I mean, there's a whole podcast devoted to Doctor, Doctor Who. Episode on each season. And next week, we're going to be back to normal. Um, and we're going to have a special guest. We're going to have Daniel Cross, our musician. Hopefully, if everything works out, on we're going to have him on. And um, we're going to talk about the theme song and music and all sorts of nerdy stuff that he's into. We're going to do a little introduction to him. So that'll be fun. And today... We had a great call. We talked about Doctor Who. We talked about, like I said, in depth. I'm doing it again. I think it was a good episode. Do you think it was a good episode, guys? It was from what I from where I came in. It was a great episode. Would so. buy this episode with a ghost thousand Nichols. ghost Nichols. <laughs> so this is this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. This is your occasional host, um, Super Vegan Brian, and we had Hindu Anthony. Bye, everybody. And special Mike. Bye, everybody. I'm never hosting again. Yes, but I got one thing to say. Stay dirty and stay informed. And stay awesome. (laughs) And stay awesome. Thanks for listening to our nerd show. Nerd Podcast Radio.